Welcome to the institution, public education about education for families, educators, and even students of all ages. Today's section is originally posted on Tuesday, July 30th, 2019. It's all about part two on back to school today, and I would recommend this to parents. This section is a continuation of some miscellaneous topics that seem common on Reddit or otherwise have been coming to mind to me as we get closer and closer to the first day of school after summer break. Part two will be about more complex issues, including worries of first-time parents of a kindergartner, children with known worrisome behaviors, how to be involved in the classroom without being a sort of helicopter parent, and so on. Part one was about generic issues like knowing your bell schedules, if your school has a, comp has a dedicated snack time, school supplies, school calendars, and so on. It's a lot to take in and think about, and while we can't really figure it out until we get there, we can get a bit more prepared. So let's start again, and we're going to be looking at sort of more complex issues and worries that you might be having as we start school back up. So one of the biggest things that I have been reading about is parents are worried about their child and how they're going to be doing in school because of a certain behavior that the student had last year or that they're exhibiting even before entering school for the first time. So, for example, a five-year-old that you have at home that might be doing something that you're worried about how it would, how they would negotiate that behavior in the classroom. Um, so maybe one example would be your child has, is really touchy with other children, with strangers. They'll always go up to another kid, give them a hug, even if they don't know them. And maybe that's not a huge issue, but you're a bit worried about it. In most cases, um, you can just talk to the teacher, especially for kindergarten teachers. You're going to be meeting them. If you haven't already met them, you're going to be meeting them before the first day of school. You'll have like this sort of info session, and then there will be like a Q&A and you'll probably get their email, and then you can, at that time, email the, the teacher before the first day of school. Just be like, hey, I just wanted you to know about this of my child. And for the most part, there will be a very broad range of behaviors in a kindergarten classroom. And the teacher, as a kindergarten teacher, is well-equipped to deal with all sorts of things. Basically, kindergarten, um, if your child hasn't been in preschool or TK, also known as transitional kindergarten, which is for students that are sort of not quite old enough for kindergarten and not at the age where they would have gone to preschool. If they didn't go to school any time before kindergarten, um, teachers sort of expect that still, even though there are more options these days. And a kindergarten teacher of at least two years will be expecting all sorts of behaviors and the point of kindergarten is to sort of socialize kids um, into developing schooling behaviors sort of walking in line raising your hand to ask questions and the like um, so it's not really any those sort of behaviors those moderate ones where the child where your child might not be doing anything harmful towards anyone else, but it might just be doing something that's a bit 
awkward socially or something that um, maybe they just like putting things in their mouths, maybe not the most safe, but not going to hurt anybody or hurt themselves. It's really easy to just contact the teacher and they're going to be um, receptive and accepting towards that. They won't be judgmental for the most part. Um, really not, not too much to worry about. But for more severe behaviors, now this is where it gets more difficult because one big thing is that you as a parent, you don't want to set up any negative preconceptions of your child. You don't want to be like, set your child up for failure from day one, like, oh, watch out for my child. Um, even if you don't mean, mean to do that, um, that it can sometimes have that consequence if you tell if you're telling your teacher this behavior that behavior you might be worried that the teacher is going to think poorly of your child before they even met them but the the positive thing is that m at least most of the teachers that i know were very very conscious of having a judgment on your child before even meeting them and i know a lot of teachers they'll actively avoid um, looking at, for example, um, the cumulative folders, basically this um, record on your child that's been kept from year to year where teachers will leave comments on your child that's sort of only for teacher eyes, or we won't be looking at previous year's report cards very much before the, before sort of like the third week of school or the after the first month of school. We don't want to set up any um, any ideas about your student before we've met them and developed ideas, developed the feel for them on our own. Um, we, we try to stay as unbiased as possible. And again, this is at least for the teachers that I've worked with myself and of course myself. It's, it, we, we really do try to give give children a blank slate as much as possible but for the more severe behaviors let's say that your student is a runner your your child really just runs out of the classroom um, or they they um, avoid authority figures and hide let's say that they hide in the classroom that's fairly severe for a kindergarten classroom again because I feel most of these worries are for first-time parents of kindergartners and that is definitely something to inform the teacher about as well as the principal if it's a danger to the child if to the child him or herself or to others um, it's very important that we know this or at least have an idea of this so that we can be more prepared for it. Um, if your child is more aggressive and aggressive, not just towards like, oh, pushy and, you know, scrappy with brothers and sisters, but will go up to other strangers' children and be aggressive towards them, like physically aggressive or even like verbally aggressive and not, not to say bully because bully is sort of a habitual behavior towards 
single students, but be be maybe tease others too much. It's good to have an idea of this. And we're, as educators, we're all in the best interest of four of the children. So we will take this all, of course, with a grain of salt, like, oh, maybe the parent is a bit, is a bit over worried about the child. But we, we are not going to sort of damn this child, like damn as in like just self, send them right away to the office and time out um, perpetually. This, this isn't, this is something when there's severe behaviors, this is something that will be more beneficial to know about. Um, so that we know that the, the family cares, that the family's working on it and not just like, oh, wow, these are, this is a bit crazy that there's this much going on and we had no prior notion of it, no prior like, um, information given. So in general, it's okay to veer on the side of being overly cautious sort of because we already expect this. And this also goes for transferring students. So if you are coming in from another school into an, this school, whatever school you're going to, and they might be fifth graders and they already have a lot of baggage. And maybe they're transferring because stuff was going on at the other school. It's really okay to tell us. Um, if you're thinking you sh you might want to tell us, just tell us. If if they're if it's like oh, like they don't really need to know, it's okay to just tell us. Um, we'll we'll be professional with the information. Anyway, moving on. Felt like I spent too much time on that one. Um, let's say that you are. Let let's talk more about kindergarten actually. So. What do you do on the first day of kindergarten? You're really worried. Um, you want to stay in the classroom or stay and watch for a moment because maybe your child has issues with separation, separation anxiety or something like that. Honestly, the best thing you can do is sort of model for the child. And in many ways, in many cases, let's say that um, your, your, your child has issues being bullied or teased by others. It's really best to be a model for everything that you want your child to be. Model for them and be that thing yourself. Be that person um, that you want your child to become. So you're worried about your child. You want to stay by and watch in case they cry or something. Well, they're probably going to cry. If you're worried that they're going to cry, they're probably going to cry. Best thing that you can do is be confident. Be be like, oh yeah, this is fine. This is going to be fine. I'm gonna see you in, I'm not sure exactly how long the kindergarten days are, maybe five hours. We're gonna have fun. You're gonna have a great time for five hours. We trust this teacher. Just, you know, shake hands with the teacher, give a smile, give your child a hug, kiss goodbye, whatever. Turn around, don't turn back. And do that every single day, even if your child is crying, because they will get used to it. They are very resilient 
And if they see that you trust in that teacher and you trust in the child to take care of himself, they will step up to it. And if you're just there trying to hang out and look in through the window, that's, that's a lot of sort of negative modeling that if you're worried, the child is going to worry. And the good kindergarten teachers will kind of shoo away the parents anyway. And if you're, you're going to try to cling on, the, the teacher might shoo you away and really take that cue because they're trying to help you and help the child. Trust the teacher, really. And from week one, maybe even day one, find the most preferred mo um, media to contact them through. Whether they give you their number, where some, a, lot of, a lot of teachers do this, and you better not abuse that, but they might give you their personal number to text, then text them. You don't, if they want you to text them, text them. If they want you to email them, email them. If they want phone calls, then do phone calls. And if they want you in person, then you better set that time aside because we are putting a, a lot of time aside for you and your child. And it's really, again, for your student. So trust your teacher and contact them however they um, want to be contacted through. And they will contact you if, you're, if there's something to worry, something that we need to worry about. Um, and again, if you're modeling that we are working with the teacher on things that we're a team, everything will go smoothly for the rest of the year. Again, assuming, you know, that your teacher is okay. Because, yes, there are not great teachers out there, unfortunately. And a lot of us come into this profession as, I guess, quote, good teachers, unquote. But it's really tough. It's really tough to be a teacher, and sometimes some of us really fall, fall, fall back a little bit. Um, but if, if you put trust in us, we will do our best to step up to the plate. Um, what else might be difficult to work with? Maybe you found out recently in the classless postings that there's a child that you don't want your kid to be with. And that's rough. If you've been in a school for a while and you've seen some interactions between your children and other children, and there's a kid that's pretty antagonistic towards yours or vice versa or just they make each other uncomfortable i don't know there's so many issues that i've seen that i've had to deal with where a parent is telling me like oh there's this one that i don't want them to be in class with and i, I talked to the principal and it's it sometimes it can go well year to year kids change they grow and change so much and Sometimes kids become self-reflective and they realize, wow, like, wow, I've really had a bad relationship with this other classmate. There's, there's really no choice. It, principals are often well aware of relationships between one student and another student. And there's only so many teachers in classrooms. And there's so many, when I was class building towards the end of last year, there are so many, I guess, compromises that we had to make because um, we can't create perfect classrooms for each person so, so often classes are made as good as they can get and if so-and-so doesn't go along with so-and-so 
<clears throat> or if this friend is with that friend and we really don't want them to be together, but we can't send one of the friends to be of a classroom because they're not going to, they're going to have a bad time with so-and-so. It's, there's a lot of compromise and hopefully just try out the year and see what happens. And if there's a lot of, and really again, model sort of clean slate uh, each year should be a sort of clean slate that this year will be different from last. And it really is. Uh, each year is different from the last as the students are growing. Um, just let, give it a chance and work with your kid too that, oh, you're in class with this other student, but I want you to give them a chance again. And if necessary, just avoid them. If they engage with, if a child engages with your child, be respectful, be, give them the time of day and fake it till you make it sort of deal but don't start off with like this is going to be a terrible year because this kid is with my kid and this is all the issues from last year are going to crop up again don't don't start off with that bad foot for both you the whole entire class your kid the teacher because if you're thinking about this there's a high possibility that it's going to happen if you're thinking, if you're worried about a kid being in the, in class with your your kid, there's a high possibility it's going to happen because often for each grade level, there's three, maybe four teachers per per class or per grade level in in a school, unless your school is really large, like some schools in LA. Um, another common worry that's sort of underlying to all of this is that you don't want to be that parent. You you don't want to be the one that's always, always, always calling, emailing, talking to the teacher. Um, you don't want to be the parent that the teacher gets tired of, right? Um, but you do want to be very involved in the classroom. You do want to help out. You do want to know how your kid is doing. Um, if you sort of say that openly to the teacher, they'll be super happy with you. They'll be like, oh, wow, like that's good that you're aware of that and conscious of that like well we can still work together on things if you if you have that sort of if you sort of open up like that and have that self-awareness you're going to be able to be heavily involved without being that parent um, so just tell the teacher how you want to be involved how often you want updates and it will be fine um, let's see rocketing through the rest I don't want to drag on too long. Um, let's say that your family is under-resourced. You're worried about getting school supplies even. Talk to the office staff. They have so many, they have, they'll be able to provide you with supplies themselves possibly, or they'll have contacts for you, leads for you to follow. Um, don't really talk to the teacher, to be honest, because we are often just referring kids ourselves to the office. We might know of places to get things. Um, we might be able to provide you with supplies, but um, we're not as savvy often with who to go to if you really need things like a backpack for the year or um, clothes because your student has grown out of uh, what they're wearing last year or school uniforms. Um, we'll get you there, but the office staff is like straight to the point. Um, 
So any, any way that you're under-resourced, even if you don't have inter internet at home, because we're in an age what, now where pretty much from kindergarten on up, we're starting to use computers, um, whether it's Google Classroom or maybe some like computer training stuff or um, you know adaptive learning. Just you're going to need internet. And if you don't have it, there's many, many programs for low-income families to get internet for like five to ten dollars a month and the office staff is going to have um, resources for that as well as medical like free dentists and so on and free vision screenings they are they are so helpful a very underappreciated part of the school the office staff um, let's see last thing Maybe you're worried about your child finding footing in the school and a friend group. Maybe not so much worried about behaviors or grades or anything. There's always a socially reclusive student every year. Um, and maybe that kid is yours. Um, talk to the teacher. They're, one of our jobs is basically to set up students to meet other students. Like sort of mold the 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 culture of the class to mold um i would don't want to say the clicks but yeah really the clicks of students in the class like who who's with who and if if you give us a heads up like hey my student doesn't really have any main friend groups we can really help with that and i've done a lot of that sort of um social engineering because that's really a big that's like half of what school is in my opinion. Um, anyways, I hope you're enjoying the last weeks of summer break. We're all in this together for the kids and we're always learning. It's normal to stress about your kids and be occasionally overwhelmed. Parenting, in my opinion, it's really the hardest job in the world, but reaching out for ideas, help, and just reassurance, it should always be an option. And that's sort of what I've been seeing on Reddit, that the parents feel like they're giving up on their kid, but they're really not, you're just reaching out. And just that sign that you're going online and posting to strangers. Well, in my head, that sounded better. That you're going online posting, you're reaching out, and you're not giving up. This is the institution. And if you want to reach out with other back-to-school questions or worries, you can email the institutionpodcast at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at institutionpod. I'll be putting out at least a couple more sections that should be helpful for getting ready to get back to school before mid-August when pretty much all schools have started up. New sections will be up every Monday and Thursday morning, 6 a.m. Eastern, for the drive to school or the drive home. Thanks for listening.